When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. After my neighbor turned into a rather large white sunflower... I decided the neighborly thing to do would be to water his garden, while his children decided what to do about their, hmm, growing father. I had spent afternoons with him and knew his routine, but I didn't know all of his flowers. The first morning, I made my way over in pajamas and flip-flops, sleepily turned on the hose. I watered the small flowers near the back door, and then onto the herb patch, then to the sunflowers, just unfolding in the morning light. As the water soaked in the ground, I gently called out, Good morning, neighbor, to the one with all white petals. Then to the vegetable patch, and I noticed a little patch of flowers near the back of the garden. I tugged on the hose, and it slithered behind me, stretching to reach this back bed. The closer I got, the more I smelled something unusual. I stood over the flowers and smelled fresh popcorn. The first teller for this episode is Cindy Rivka Marshall, a multicultural and Jewish storyteller who focuses on universal lessons that resonate with her sense of wonder. She teaches storytelling, communication, interviewing, and listening skills, as well as story-based approaches to teaching. The story she tells brings a young girl and a mother tiger face to face. This is The Trusty Tiger. Maymay, do not go outside the courtyard. Little sister, you better be careful. Maymay, do not leave the village gate. The forest is filled with wild animals. But one day, while everyone was busy working, Maymay saw a beautiful bird. Oh, with so many colors, like she'd never seen before. It landed on a tree just outside her courtyard, and she ran to take a look. The bird took flight and then landed a little further down the road, so Maymay ran down to see it. And before she realized it, Maymay had followed the bird out the village gate and into the forest. She was looking only up at the trees and at the bird, and not watching where she was going. Just then, Maymay felt her foot slip out from under her and she slid down into a narrow hole in the ground. It was dark and it, it smelled like animals. She tried to scramble back up, but the narrow chute was slippery and steep and, and she kept sliding back to the bottom. Then she heard snuffling sounds of animals. 
Oh, now I'm going to be eaten by wild animals. But then Maymay felt the soft fur of a small creature, and as her eyes grew accustomed to the dim light, she realized that rubbing against her ankles were two small tiger cubs. They were like little kittens. Maymay reached down and rubbed their fur. Oh, but if there are baby tiger cubs, there must be a mother tiger. Oh, she's going to come back and, and eat me. Well, time passed, and Maymay settled down on the floor of the tiger lair. The tiger cubs snuggled next to her, rolling onto their backs, and she scratched their bellies. She nearly forgot her fear. But then she heard a deep growl. The mother tiger. She leapt down into the lair, teeth bared. Mamie lay still. The tiger cubs were purring. Perhaps the mother tiger could sense that her babies were not in any danger, because instead of attacking Maymay, she climbed back up the hole and dragged down some meat that she had hunted for her young. She even tossed some food to Maymay. After that, the mother tiger left and came back, hunting for food to feed herself and her babies, who were growing rapidly. Many days must have passed. It was getting more crowded in the lair. Mamie continued to try to climb out, but each time she just slid back down again. She had no idea how long she had been down in that hole. When Mother Tiger nudged her cubs to climb on her back and, one by one, She carried them out of the hole. Mother Tiger? Mother Tiger, don't leave me here alone. Oh, please, Mother Tiger. Mamie thought she heard the tigers move away. But then Mother Tiger sprang back into the hole and crouched down so that Mamie could climb on her back. She clung to the fur of the mother tiger, scraping the sides of the hole but squeezing through to the open air. It felt so strange to stand up again and see the sky above the trees. Mother tiger, don't leave me here. I'm lost. Oh, please, mother tiger, help me find the way home. Mother tiger sniffed the ground and began to lead the way. Maymay and the cubs, running to keep up. Finally, Maymay saw the path leading to the village and broke into a run as she spotted other people. Maymay, you're alive! How is it possible? You were gone for days. But then they heard others shouting, There are tigers over there, at the edge of the forest. Get your spears, they might attack us. No, no, Maymay shouted. Do not hurt them. Maymay ran back 
and wrapped her arms around the larger tiger's neck. This is my mother tiger. She took care of me along with her cubs. Put away your weapons. The villagers were amazed and set down their spears. They watched as Maymay and the tiger looked deeply into each other's eyes. Thank you for taking care of me. I will never forget you. And tears were streaming down her cheeks as she said goodbye. Maymay hugged each of the tiger cubs, who licked her face. Then the tigers retreated into the forest, never to be seen near the gate again. After that, they called that place the Village of the Trusty Tiger. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Cry Wolf Megaphones. When you need to tell the world you're bored, or what you had for dinner, or that danger is coming, don't go to social media. Take to the streets and let your voice be heard with Cry Wolf Megaphones. Forget waiting for someone to notice you don't want to be in the fields tending sheep, but let the whole town know by amplifying your cries so even the king can hear. Cry Wolf Megaphones, for when your voice is not enough. For the listeners in and around Colorado, this episode is also brought to you by the 30th Annual Rocky Mountain Storytelling Festival on September 22nd, 2018. The day-long festival is held at the Lone Tree Library, and the theme this year is Storytelling, the original social media. Featuring storytellers John Stansfield, Dot Anderson, Robbie Knight, and me, your intrepid host, it will be a full day of great performances. Don't miss the free family concert featuring all the storytellers at 3 o'clock. For more information and to get your tickets for the day, visit rmsstory.org, rmstory.org, and come enjoy a day of live storytelling. The smell of fresh buttered popcorn hung in the air like I had walked into a movie theater. It couldn't be the flowers. Someone was making popcorn. For breakfast? I leaned over the flowers, the water sprinkling over open petals. The smell grew stronger and then changed. It was chicken soup. The distinct smell of my grandmother's chicken soup was drifting up towards me. I put my nose right up to the flower and sniffed, just as the smell changed again. Chocolate cake. The most lovely smell of cake filling my nose just as I noticed a tag at the edge of the bed. It read, Nostalgium Flower, and a small note scribbled beneath read, Will smell like what the person most enjoys. Then, in smaller writing, it read, Cigar smoke, cooking applesauce, bacon. I continued to water the flowers all summer, and the memories smelled delicious. The next teller, Laura Deal, is from Colorado. She's also a writer, dream reader, and shares things that inspire her through her blog, The First Church of Metaphor. Google it. It's a good time. In the next story, she tells all about growing the seeds you have planted in The Emperor's Flowers. Once, long ago in China, there lived a young man named Chang. 
He was a fine young man, honest and compassionate. More than anything, he loved his garden. He grew all the flowers and flowering bushes that he could. Plums and peonies, chrysanthemums and camellias, roses and narcissus. He loved them all, whatever their color or season. He had once visited the royal palace of the emperor and was inspired by the elaborate gardens there. Chang didn't have the land or the gardeners that the emperor did, but he shared a love of flowers with the most powerful man in the land. For many years, the emperor had considered the question of who would be emperor after him. He had no children of his own, and he wanted the very best person to rule the country he'd guided for so long. One day, he was walking in his garden. As he stopped by a beautiful yellow rose, an idea came to him. That very day, he sent messengers out to the countryside to tell all the young people to come in a week, and he would give out seeds to anyone who loved to grow flowers. He decreed that the one who grew the most beautiful flower from the seeds he gave would be his successor. Chang was excited by the news, for he knew he had skill with growing plants. He prepared a flower pot, a special blue pot that he'd been saving for the right flower. He filled it with the best soil mix he had, watering it to make it moist. On the appointed day, he carried his flower pot to the emperor's palace. The line to get a seed was very long. The other young people had pots of every shape and size, and Chang wondered if he should have brought something bigger. But he forgot his worry as the line moved into the emperor's garden, and he saw all the beautiful flowers. At last, it was his turn to receive a seed from the emperor. He took the seed with thanks and planted it immediately in his flower pot. He took it home where he put it with his other plants. He watered it carefully gave it the plant food it needed, and protected it from insects. He knew about flowers, so Chang expected his seed to sprout within a couple of weeks. But as the weeks turned into months, nothing grew at all in the blue flower pot. He tried moving it to where it wouldn't get too much light, but that didn't work. He tried moving it to a warmer room, but that didn't work either. As the time approached when all the young people were to bring their flowers to the emperor, Chang grew more and more worried. He asked for advice from the wise old gardeners who lived nearby, but no one had an answer, except those who said it was clear Chang wasn't meant to be the emperor. How could it not even sprout, he asked his parents. What have I done wrong? Chang's parents said, You have done everything you can. And your other flowers still grow. You must tell the emperor exactly what happened. I failed, Chang said. I'm not worthy to be the emperor's heir. On the day that the emperor would judge the flowers, Chang brought the empty flower pot and despaired when he saw all the beautiful blossoms the other people had brought. Lotus flowers, roses, chrysanthemums, all bloomed in beautiful colors. Some people had exquisite orchids. Others had peonies with deep red or pink blossoms. Chang loved flowers so much that the beauty cheered him, even as he wanted to hide in shame. The emperor came and walked among the people admiring the flowers. 
Chang wondered how the emperor would choose between the cheerful roses and the delicate orchids. Which would he think more beautiful, the lotus or the azalea? When the emperor came to Chang, he looked at the empty blue flower pot. You have no flower, he said. Chang blushed with embarrassment. I'm sorry, I failed. I tended the seed with the same care that I give my other plants, but it never even sprouted. When he dared to look, he saw that the emperor smiled. I choose you for my successor, the emperor announced. The crowd fell silent. Me? But I failed you. Chang looked around at all the exquisite flowers, trying to understand. No, you are the only one who succeeded. I wanted to find an honest person, so I boiled the seeds before I gave them out. None could sprout after that. You alone, among so many, brought an empty flower pot. The others all wanted power, and so they planted seeds of their own. You alone are worthy to rule after I am gone. And so Chang and his parents went to live at the palace, and from that day forward, Chang learned from the emperor and spent many hours in the beautiful palace gardens. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Cindy Rivka Marshall and Laura Deal on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor is Nina Rao. Their inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast for as little as $4 a month, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com and hear me read your name and thank your beautiful face for the world to hear. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website and join the mailing list for hidden goodies. And if you tune in, you will hear more stories next week. But until then... Live happily ever after. And Mary Kate opened up the door, and there on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.